Welcome to St. Anne Lenten Reflection Podcast. Throughout this Lenten season, we will be praying in the form of Lexio Divina. We will be reading from the daily gospel reading and hearing a reflection from a parishioner at St. Anne. After the gospel is read, there will be a brief moment to reflect on how the Lord is speaking to you through the scripture. Today's reflection will be given by Josh Swartz. Let us now prepare our hearts as we listen to the word of God. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Today's gospel reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So what is Jesus talking about here? On the one hand, it seems like uh, Jesus has said on multiple occasions that that he came to set captives free, uh, like he did in Luke. And and in John, we see that uh, Jesus says that the truth will set us free. So it seems like there's this emphasis on freedom. St. Paul even said in Galatians, for freedom Christ has set you free. On the other hand, we see here that Jesus has come not to abolish the law and that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And we see elsewhere again in St. Paul, Romans 1.5, where St. Paul says that uh, the obedience of faith is a grace given to those who belong to Jesus. So that seems for me to be a little confusing because today when I oftentimes think of freedom, it seems almost like the law is a restriction on freedom. I can remember when I was a fresh high school graduate, uh, a couple of days before my freshman year at Midwestern State, my mom and I had always been close and we were in the middle of one of our deep conversations. We started discussing the next year. My mom started tearing up. And of course, you know, being the good son that I was, I, I asked her what was going on. Her response was really surprising to me, though. She admitted that she was sad to see me go, but when she had said that, she also said, it's time for you to go, and I was like, what? As she discussed that, it just really struck me, yes. I knew she was right. It was time for me to go. I needed to venture out and find my place in the world. I needed to be free. I I needed my parents not to be telling me what to do. We were just having so many conflicts over that. So I'd like to tell you um, over the next four years that that uh, I use that freedom well, that um, all of my choices led to a smooth and happy four years, but that really wasn't the case. In fact, I remember my first week realizing the limitations on the fact that I was free now and, and didn't have parents around 
when I had uh, tried to to make all of my own meals and ended up uh, just eating a jar full of peanut butter and ramen noodles on a daily basis. Or the, the first time I actually did laundry where I took my navy blue polo, my favorite shirt, and I bleached it. It was it was one of those moments, you know, like where I just realized, wow, I actually did pretty have it pretty good. But at the end of the day, I was free. Um, oftentimes we think of freedom in kind of the modern world as just the ability to choose between two or three different things. Ultimately, freedom in that sense is really just kind of a, the ability to self-determine, the power to do whatever I want. I think that that definition of freedom does have some you know, pros and cons. There, there is a reality to that, uh, that, that freedom does involve choice. But I think freedom is so much more than that. We can't just limit it to, to choosing. And, and I think the reason it will become apparent, hopefully, in the rest of the story. Um, my freedom to choose was a big deal. And I'd like to tell you that, you know, the choices that I made didn't affect me. The The fact that I was not being guided or directed didn't affect me in college, but that would be a lie. It did have real world consequences. I began thinking, for instance, that God's laws, moral laws were simply man-made rules to keep me from having a good time. Who are they to tell me to live, how to live my life is, you know, one of those thoughts. I can make my own decisions on what's good for me. They can't tell me what is right or wrong. What's good for them is good for them. What's good for me is good for me. Have you heard those thoughts before? Or have you guys ever had somebody discuss that with you? Well, that was my mindset. And then I began to live like that. This wasn't a malicious choice. I, I really believed what I was doing was good. I was having fun. I felt like I was happy. What could be wrong with that, right? Before I knew it, though, what started off fairly innocently led me into emptiness. It led me to realize I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. It led me to not want to get out of bed in the morning. What was I missing? Why was the party the night before never enough? Why did I have to keep myself distracted? Wasn't I free? Hadn't I chosen to live this way? Wasn't the ability to choose my own path supposed to lead me to happiness? Why am I telling you all this? Because I believe this is one of the most dangerous lies we have been taught by our culture. When I was a substance abuse counselor, I used to listen to parolees talk about their freedom to choose to use drugs. And one day it occurred to me how exactly opposite of free that led them to be in their lifestyle. By choosing to use drugs, they became addicted their lives revolved around the substance they used. And when they finally got caught, they had the ultimate experience of slavery by living in prison. What holds you in bondage today? Once I heard it put this way, if two of us went and picked out a car and bought it, we'd need to go get gas. Now, if you read the manual and realize the car runs most efficiently on unleaded fuel, you would be wise to use unleaded. Upon filling up the tank with the proper fuel, you would be free to drive anywhere you wanted until you had to fill up again. But if another person read the manual and felt coerced and said, who is this car manufacturer to tell me what kind of gas to put in my tank? And then you put diesel fuel in the tank. What would happen? The car doesn't fire off and you're stuck in the gas station parking lot. That's not freedom. That's slavery. True freedom is so much more than the mere ability to choose. In every choice we make, 
we're aiming at something that we believe is good, at least in that moment. We don't choose things we don't think are good. True freedom is found in choosing things that fulfill our calling as humans, that help us to live our purpose. Jesus, the new Moses, the new lawgiver, the perfect lawgiver, who is also the perfect law keeper, the law of Christ, the law that Jesus proclaims to us, teaches us to love like God and is ultimately the means for helping us to abide in him. It is when we are in Christ that he sets us free from our slavery to addictions, our blindness, and helps us so that we can walk on our own two feet again. And if we are created by God for a relationship with him, the choices we make to follow him can only lead to our perfect fulfillment, joy, and ultimately our true freedom. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for your grace and your mercy. And we thank you especially for the gift of Jesus and his life, death, and resurrection for our salvation. That in him, we have true freedom from sin and death. We pray, God, that today we would joyfully live your commandments, knowing that in your commandments and our fidelity to them, we abide in you and you in us. You have called on us to, to be full of joy, that our joy may be complete in you, that you desire our total human thriving and fulfillment, that you want us to have the peace that surpasses all understanding, and that you want us to live in true freedom. God, we love you and we want to be saints. We want to be drawn into a lifelong discipleship relationship with you. We want you to expand our minds and uh, that our minds would be renewed in the truth of the gospel, the, the reality that you love us uh, just as we are, but you also love us too much to let us stay that way. So we give our freedom over to you knowing that you're going to perfect us today. And we ask, Mother Mary, that you'd wrap us in your mantle. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you enjoy the Lenten Reflection Podcast. The St. Anne vision is to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. Share this episode and invite someone to join you on the journey to Easter. To learn more about St. Anne, go to stannparish.org. God bless.